Matthew 24. Praise God. Lord willing, and I say Lord willing because uh, we just want to know the will of God for every service. We may be uh, getting into a little bit of prophecy, uh, Lord willing, Sunday morning, a little bit end time teaching. If uh, I don't know if any of you uh, spend a little too much time online, if you do, God help you. And if you take it seriously, you probably wonder why Jesus didn't come back earlier this week. And, um, well, praise God. Matthew 24, verse 9. If you have it, say amen. amen. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for truth. Lord, there is so much deception in the land, God. And we know if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. So we ask you to give us ears to hear what your spirit would say to the church, God. Give us eyes that would see hearts that are sensitive to your spirit. Guide us and direct us, Lord. Give us, Lord God, just what we need to fight the fight, Lord, and to remain faithful to the end. We love you. We thank you, Lord. We ask it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Matthew 24, verse 9 says, They shall deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and shall ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Many false prophets shall arise, and shall deceive many. Because iniquity shall abound, listen, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to preach something to you. I appreciate the great testimonies tonight that I'm, I'm sure maybe a lot of folks don't expect to hear when they come to church. But I tell you, if you really hear what I'm saying, it's good news. It's good news. Amen. But listen, when we read things about the end, before Jesus comes back, it doesn't sound very good. I hear a lot of folks talk about how scary it is and start thinking about the mark of the beast and the Antichrist and and all these things that, that the Bible tells us about very clearly. But I'm telling you right now, if you keep your eyes on Jesus... Hallelujah. He's going to keep you in His hand. He's going to guide us every step of the way. We don't have to walk in confusion. We're not listening to these prophets that are false prophets. The Bible says they're going to rise up in the last days. But we've got our ear to the Word of God and to His Spirit. Amen. God's going to guide us every step of the way. Like I said, we'll talk more about that, maybe Lord willing, Sunday morning. But as we read His Word, I want to focus in on something that I I truly believe will be helpful. And some of you, you understand this, and this this will help you be stable, solid, built on a foundation. Bible says we ought to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. 
But if you read the book of Acts, the beginning, the birth of the New Testament church, and you begin to see all the, the great miracles and the great wonders that go on and the great opportunities for the Word of God to be preached and to go out into all the world. And, and, and like I told somebody here recently, there's no amen at the end of the book of Acts. This is still going on today. Amen? That God is still pouring out His Spirit. God is still working. Hallelujah. Right up to the end. The devil doesn't have the upper hand. I, I get kind of a, a grin on my face. I hear people start saying, don't you look around and don't you see? Man, the devil's got, is winning this battle. I say, man, you, you got it all mixed up. Hallelujah. He, you know, he's only got a short time, but if you'll let God be God in your life, you'll see his power. You'll feel his presence. You'll see joy unspeakable and full of glory. You'll experience, praise God, the blessings that, that we heard about here tonight in some of these testimonies. But that doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, does it? Amen? I'm not coming against... So much the spirit of this end times in the world. So much as a, as a lying modern age of what, what they call Christianity. Acting like faith means you're not going to experience any trouble. Can I tell you, Jesus went to the cross. Because of the hatred. We heard it over and over. They're going to be hated from, and for my name's sake. People are going to stumble. They're going to be offended and betray one another and hate one another. False prophets are going to rise and the love of many is going to wax cold. You read in the book of Acts, they had victory. Paul was singing in the midnight hour. But he was chained up in a prison cell. He wasn't singing the blues. He wasn't down and discouraged and depressed. Amen. He had victory in his heart that the world didn't give and the world couldn't take away. He had something greater, amen, than the chains that were even around him. Persecution was happening. It was real. Stephen was stoned. Praise God. James was slain with a sword. But the church had revival. The church had victory, amen. The church saw miracles. But miracles are only possible because we face adversity. Amen? Amen. If you know anything about the history of the church going on, I'm telling you these men who, who stood up and said, we love Jesus, gave their lives for Him. Amen? Paul, this great anointed man, this man that was an apostle to the Gentiles and took the word into Asia and, and, and into Europe, even parts of it, and, and, and they took his head off. And he said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. They said, don't go to Rome. He said, I'm ready to give my life for this. Because I feel like that's where God's leading me to do. If they, you go, you'll die. And he said, I'm going to go and do what God's called me to do. For me to live is Christ, to, to, is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah. He had something greater than his fear of persecution. Yeah. You can read down the, 
the histories of, of all these men and and even afterwards and in, in, in the persecution that arose in that area, Rome feeding feeding Christians to wild animals, throwing them in for the gladiators to to hack up. And it still goes on in the world today. You don't hear about it, but it happens. Amen. And you read about end times, it's it's not that everything is just rosy, but God is going to be with us all the way through. The Bible says, we've got to look at this word for a little bit. It says, he that shall endure, shall endure to the end. It's an endurance race. It's a, there's a necessity to, to get through some trials. You're going to have to have something to get through some things. Listen to me. I, I'm, I want to I want to help you with something here today. And I know some of you know this, but I feel like uh, being a pastor, I, I I get to see a lot of things, and I get to go through uh, some of the the battles with you and see how we respond to that. We got to recognize it's not going to be easy. To endure means to persevere under misfortunes, trials, to hold fast one's faith in Christ. To bear it bravely and calmly. Amen. There's this idea that if I have enough faith, it'll be easy. I see all these miracles in the book of Acts. I see all these miracles and just miracles happening over and over and over again. I love that. I believe in that. But generally, miracles are a response to a trial or a problem. Amen. The Bible... The Bible gives us a list in 1 Corinthians 12 of nine gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of healings. Amen. Hey, we've got faith. We've got God. Why do we need gifts of healings? Because Christians get sick. We wouldn't need gifts of healing if we didn't get sick. God, what happened? What went wrong? Why do I have to face this? Hey, you've got a miracle for you. Say, oh, I, I, I've heard people attack and say, where is God? What's, what's going on? Problem after problem after problem. Have you read your Bible? Have you seen that this is why we have prayer? Miracles. Gifts to the Spirit. To face these things. And to be overcomers. You've got you to face something to be an overcomer. Something I want to say to you that you probably don't expect to hear from a preacher, but it's the truth that's number one. You ought to, and I think this makes a huge difference in how we face day by day trials with stability and faith rather than fear and panic. Number one, listen to me. You gotta expect, you gotta expect that there's gonna be battles. I'm not talking about being a pessimist. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about a realistic understanding of what it means to be a Christian. You've got an enemy. Don't expect that enemy not to attack you. Don't expect that there won't be any trouble. People come through their day and, and when, when, a, when a problem comes against them, I don't know what, what happened. Sometimes it's life. Sure. Sometimes it's bad choices. Sometimes it's the devil. Amen. Sometimes it's a trial and a test. You know, the Bible's full of imagery 
We've got battles. We've got valleys. We've got storms. How many different ways does God have to paint us a picture? We're not in heaven yet. Amen. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which are to try you. I'm not saying I enjoy it. I'm not saying I'm excited about it. But I am not shocked when things don't go perfectly. I'm not shocked when there's a challenge. I expect that. That's the nature of life. You say, brother, what are you preaching? The Bible. The Bible says man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Uh, you read the life of Jesus. Man, that was God manifest in the flesh. Anybody had faith, Jesus had faith. Hmm, did he have any trouble? Everybody loved Jesus. Every, everywhere he went, they just, they, they just loved him and talked nice about him. No, they lied. They hated him. And he said, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. Sure, I'm not shocked. Amen. I don't have this false misunderstanding of, of how the world works. I know what God told us. We're in this world, but we're not of it. We've got our eyes on heaven. We've got our eyes on, on, on God and His promises. But that does not mean everything's going to be easy. Well, praise God. Your car gets old just like mine. Things break in your home just like they do in mine. Amen. We have trouble. We have problems. And, and, and we have even more. So I don't understand it once I became a Christian. It just seems like I'm, you're in a war now. The devil's going to come at you. It doesn't surprise me when, when they, oh, I, I want to pray, but you know when everything starts coming against my mind and I get so busy, I want to get to church, but everything starts popping up, going wrong. Hey, you're going to have to fight battles and win. Amen. That's right. Yeah. Well, praise God. That's not a negative. That's the reality of a Christian life. This modern kind of Instagram kind of Christianity where everything is just a happy quote. And look at me. But, but hey, there's real tears in church. There's real hurt in church. Bible talks about suffering, Christian suffering. But still, faith keeps us going. Amen. Think it not strange concerning these fiery trials. The mistake about faith is that Somehow, the mistake, it will set you up for disappointment. It will set you up for failure. If you think faith means that you're not going to be tested. Amen? That you're not going to be attacked. That you've got faith and you're loving God and everything will be easy now. Mm -mm, Take up your cross and follow me. You see people here excited, they've got joy, they're standing up and testifying because they had an easy week. has nothing to do with it. Amen. Sometimes we, have, we carry burdens with us. Sometimes, but it's so much better than what we used to carry. Amen. It's so much better than what we used to have. Amen. He's got a yoke. But he said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. We still have a burden. Hallelujah. Faith doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Faith means you're going to be okay. Faith means you're going to, you're going to make it through and God's going to work something good in it. But that doesn't mean it's always going to be fun. Amen. 
Too many people think faith means they're not going to be any fight. Well, what's Ephesians 6 all about then? Turn with me, Ephesians 6. Too many times we start praying, reading the Word, making the house of God a priority in our lives. And then we wake up to a problem. And then somebody like me comes and says, only one? Wow, you must be having a good day. Brother Couch preached a camp meeting one time years ago. I think he was in Ohio. He said, uh, cheer up. Things are going to get worse. Right. You wake up the problems. You wake up. And, and, and if you have this expectation somewhere, I prayed and I really got serious with God, so I thought it would be so easy. You're going to panic. Right. You're going to be shocked and you're going to make mistakes. But if you recognize, hey, this is all right. They had problems in the Bible and they got through it. They were still able to, to, to build churches and see miracles happen in spite. Amen. They had a government against them. They had a, they had a, uh, a, a religious system that would try to follow them around and, and, and destroy them. And they, were, they weren't giving up. Ephesians 6, verse 10 says, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord. There it is. Amen? There it is. Hey, I tell you what, I woke up this morning and I didn't feel strong, Pastor. I didn't feel strong. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. you got to know where your strength comes from and know how to get it. you got to know how to run to His presence and run and renew. Amen. Renew your strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. You know what that means? You're going to still have storm clouds, but you're going to mount up and you're going to soar above them. It doesn't take the storm away. Your focus, your perspective is from above. Amen. Amen. Don't think it's strange. Don't be shocked. You're going to have to endure some things. Amen. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That tells me God will equip me to fight the battle I must fight. There's no way out of this. You're, you're a soldier now. You're in the army. You've got to get focused on what God wants you to do. And He's given you equipment. He's given you armor to put on. Amen. Amen. That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So his cunning, his craftiness, his subtlety, the book of Genesis talks about, right? He's sneaky. You've got to be aware. You've got to be diligently looking after what's going on. But without that armor, you're vulnerable. Right? You're not going to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil just hoping he goes away, just begging God, oh, God, take... You know, I thank God for prayer. And there's times you pray and God just handles it. But read your Bible. There's other times where they just had to go out and fight that devil. They had to fight that enemy. Amen. 
I'm telling you, there's still folks around that need to learn how to fight against the enemy. That you say, I just wanted to go. I just wanted to stop. Will you pray that it stops? Hey, maybe this is one. He wants you to take up that, that sling. Amen. David was a, uh, not only used that sling against Goliath, but many times, sometimes God say, just stand still. I got this. I'm dispatching an angel. Victory is, is yours. But sometimes it was go out there and fight that battle. Amen. And overcome. We got to learn. We got to learn how to fight battles. But our first problem is we expect no battles. I prayed. I prayed extra hard. I was very consistent in trying to behave myself for at least a day and a half. Now look, I'm in trouble. Now look, I've got adversity. Well, you know, it's a problem with a lot of ways people kind of get to know their Bibles and the way they the preaching kind of sometimes in a lot of places will back it up. Well, they got they got a neat promise that they pulled out of context. They got a neat a, a neat promise that that totally takes away any any faithfulness, any any conditions that we have to meet to get that promise. Any of the situations and circumstances that will cause us to think we might have to endure some things that we just think, oh, you know what, I'm going to quote this like a, like a, like a magic incantation and say this and, and poof, all my problems are going to go and I can just go through life without a, without a battle. That's not, that's not right. You've got to read what some of these folks have been through. Amen. Somebody didn't like me. Somebody lied about me. Hey, you're going to find people understand that. We see it in these last days because sin abounds. The love of many will wax cold. If I'm still looking for that approval, if I still need to take from people what God wants to put in me. Amen. I love having friends. I really do. Praise the Lord. But you know, not everybody wants the truth. Not everybody wants to hear the truth. I know there's been a lot of obnoxious people saying they know the truth and, and that, there's no excuse for that. But, you know, hallelujah, a lot of fakeness and a lot of phoniness of people who just to say what people like to hear and, and only find people that say what they want to hear. Can I tell you something? I don't have time for that. That has nothing to do with Jesus. They hated him. All he did was love, serve, give, heal. Never once selfish. And they hated him. He was hated. He said, if they hated me, they'll hate you too. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not. He didn't say we could. We might. He said we wrestle. We are in a wrestling match. Hand-to-hand combat. Up close and personal. The enemy knows your weakness. He knows how to hurt you. He knows how to hit you where it counts. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's why you don't have to carry grudges and get upset and angry at people because there's a spiritual battle, something bigger going on. Their need for a Savior and your need to see that the devil's trying to get you to revert back to how you used to be. But we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. People aren't our enemy. The devil is. Amen. 
Jesus said, forgive them. For they know not what they do. They seemed evil. They seemed purposeful in how they were mocking, hating, and murdering him. Torturously, shamefully. But he said, they don't really know what they're doing. Amen. That's the way a lot of people around you are are living their lives. They're not really thinking about how they ought to be ashamed of themselves. They're not really thinking about consequences. They're just existing. And you've got what they need to be saved and not go to hell. You're not wrestling against them. You're wrestling against the spirits that have them bound and are trying to pull you down. Rise above that shine and show them something better. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The devil's not in hell. Amen. And he, he's, not, he's not the king of hell. But he's roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. And we're wrestling against him and his forces. Expect a battle. You've got an enemy. Expect a battle. You've got an enemy. Don't be surprised. Oh, look, the devil's fighting me. I can't believe it. And you panic. Oh, no. And I, I don't know if I can make it. I, might, I, I don't know if I can hold on any longer. What did you expect, the devil? He loved you when you were his friend. I hear people, some, I haven't heard it for a long time. Maybe, maybe somebody's listening. But I'll tell you something. I've heard people say, don't say that because then the devil's going to fight. You think I'm going to worry about what the devil's going to do to retaliate? Amen. You think I'm going to allow him to control my next words? Oh, that's not the way Jesus gave us this Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, if I get excited and give God glory and I testify about how good God was, maybe the devil will try to start, hey, the devil's got you. If you're too afraid of him to even testify of God's glory, expect problems, but expect victories. Expect God to be with you. Expect God to help you every step of the way. Amen. Back up in Ephesians, if you're still in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. Don't be surprised with, with trouble, with problems. Don't be surprised. Don't panic. Just keep, stay stable. Stay, stay consistent in God and keep praying and renewing your strength in Him. I want to tell you something else that gets people shocked in these last days. And, well, in any days, really. Ephesians 4, verse 1 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you. Praise God. You know, he was in prison. You know, he, do you see that? Can we just take a minute there? He was in prison for preaching the gospel. He didn't say he was a prisoner of Rome, did he? He said, God's got me. I'm a prisoner of the Lord. God's got me right where he wants me. Oh, I'd rather be home. I'd rather be in church today, but I'm in prison today. But you know what? I'm trusting God. That's his, that, was, that was his outlook. Oh, no, everything's falling apart. I can't live like this. No, I'm just prisoner of the Lord right now. This is where he's got me. I'm waiting for the next guard to come by. I can tell him how great Jesus is. They said that about Paul. They said they have to keep on changing guards. History tells us that because he'd keep on witness to them, he'd be working on them and win them to Jesus. They had to change the guard out because of his Bible studies. Beseech you that you walk worthy 
You, me, walk worthy of the vocation. Walk worthy of the calling wherewith ye are called. What's that mean? Walk like a Christian. Walk like a child of God. Walk worthy of this. Specifically, what do you mean? With all lowliness and meekness and long-suffering. With all lowliness and meekness, that's humility. Patience. Forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. For there is one body, that's God's church, one Spirit even, as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, not a bunch of denominations, that's not God, one baptism, that's the Word of God. The Bible tells us one way to be baptized. I know people do it a ton of different ways, but God's got one. So walk worthy of this calling. You're going to have to do it with humility, with patience, forbearing. That means putting up with one another. Putting up with one another's just just who we are, our flesh. So why am I reading this right now? Because I told you, number one, in these end times, you've got to expect there's going to be battles. Expect there's going to be trouble. I know you don't like that. That's the Word of God. Can I tell you something else you need to expect, not get all worked up about? We're probably going to talk more about this, Lord willing, maybe next, maybe next Wednesday, Lord willing. Expect that people see things differently sometimes. Amen. I know. Hey, I've heard it so many times. Well, I'm just going to, I can't do this. How can two walk together except they be agreed? How do you have any friends? How do you stay married? If you're married, listen, I want to tell you something. Not everybody is going to in the house of God, just see how important what you're doing is or get excited about it as you're excited about it. And sometimes people are going to offer a suggestion of something that you haven't seen or you haven't considered. Sometimes there's be misunderstanding. Sometimes there's going to be, you know, something that's life with the Holy Ghost. We ought to be able to still love one another. If we can be humble, patient, and forbearing, endeavoring to keep the unity of the peace. That means sometimes there's going to be problems in the house of God. Amen. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked when, when, when somebody has a different opinion than you. Don't be surprised. Hey, I'll tell you how we can have the same opinion. Just stay in the same book. Amen. But you know, sometimes we're looking at situations and circumstances and you would do it this way and you would do it that way. You know what? It's not something to just stay up all night about and get angry and upset about. Expect that different people are different. Amen. Not everybody is just like you. We're all different parts of the body. Hey, we ought to have one faith. We ought to all speak the same thing. That's what we're striving for. I understand that one body, one baptism. But there's going to be so many different ways that even administrations of the gifts, the Bible says back in 1 Corinthians 12 again, that we are all going to have that need to work together to, to have that unity in the bond of peace. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. Don't let yourself panic. Some people are... Are, are young in God. Some people are, are, are more mature. Some, not everybody is just at the same level of awesome quite yet. Amen. We can all just dare to dream we can be as awesome as you one day.
Hallelujah. I think that might have been sarcastic, Pastor. Maybe a little. But I was preaching to them, so. <laughs> Listen, we, we all need to recognize, you know, we, we sometimes stumble, we sometimes uh, uh, misunderstand one another. We've got we to gotta love one another in spite of that. Right. Not everything is just a hill to die on. Not everything is just something you gotta you gotta hold on to. to listen, there's there's a lot of humility, there's a lot of forgiveness, there's a lot of forbearance, and there's a lot of hard work into having one body come together and just love God and have His heart. Don't be so shocked when there comes a time when maybe maybe somebody stumbled or somebody misspoke or somebody. Maybe you think they misspoken. It's just a difference of opinion than yours, and that is that happens sometimes. Expect that sometimes we'll see some things differently. Expect, praise God, that that's why we ought to be real careful. We jump to conclusions sometimes. A lot of times we think we know a lot of things. We don't know hardly anything. We just need to keep our focus on God. Sometimes we can get all worked up. Amen. We can start wondering, hey, I just, I, I, all of a sudden, I, I, trust me, I'm, I'm experienced in this. After a while, you talk, they knew, they, people know why you said what you said. And what you were trying to do with what you said. And, and that's, a, that's a gift, but I don't think it's from God. <laughs> and they start feeling a, a spirit of, uh, of what's going on. And, and I've had folks already, I've said, man, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not who I am. I don't believe it that way. I never have. I can tell you, nope, I don't believe it. I know what you were trying. Well, I can't even convince you what I was thinking. You know what I was thinking better than I knew what I was thinking. <laughs> what do you do about that? Right? right? right. Help us, Lord. Yeah, right. 2 Corinthians 7. I want to, I want to say one more thing before we... We close. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 7. Such an awesome verse of Scripture. Verse 1. It's right on the, the heels of chapter 6, which is telling us to come out from among them and be separate. Get away from sin. Don't, don't get comfortable around sin. The Bible says we ought not even really be talking about the things and be ashamed of it, the things that, is, that are sinful. But it tells us, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Perfecting is a process that we're involved in, isn't it? It it shows us that it's an ongoing process that we need to be engaged in. That as we live for God, God justifies us, but we become... And you've heard me say this, I'm sure most of us a lot. There's this aspect of being justified by faith, right? We just trust God. We believe God and justification is... But, but sanctification is a process that you don't hear about a lot. But it's a process of yielding our lives to God and saying, you know what? I, I don't feel comfortable saying some of the words I used to say. I don't feel comfortable being entertained with some of the things I used to be entertained with. I feel like 
I'm called to something something higher to that, that cleansing ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit and perfecting holiness. There's just some things I'm not comfortable with anymore. And, and, and that's a process. Amen? It's a process that we need to continue to look at our lives and, and ask God for sensitivity to that we wouldn't be allowing this this vessel, this, the temple of the Holy Ghost, to be defiled. So we look at ourselves and say, God, help me do better for, to bring more glory to you. And it's a process of being perfected. And if that's not a process you're a part of, I, you need to get back to square one and recognize, hey, there's... This is uh, this is what it means to be a, have a relationship with God. Amen. First John tells us in second chapter, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. The attitude, if you spend some time in First John for a little while, you'll see the attitude towards practicing sin is you're not going to find that be okay. You're going to find out that's that's. That's not God's approval. That's the devil. And uh, but the Bible tells us, "I'm writing these things to you that you sin not." And if any man, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation, the payment of our sins for our sins, not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. So, as we perfect holiness in the fear of the Lord, sometimes we look at ourselves and say, "Oh." God, I, I've I've done this for a long time in my life, and now I know that that's you got to help me not do this anymore, right? And in that process, sometimes you may stumble, and you might and and don't take that lightly. Just get it right with God. And so I said, number one, expect expect trouble. Don't be surprised when you've come in trouble. Expect that there's going to be trouble. I know that doesn't sound like something a preacher ought to preach about, but that hey, God's going to help you through it. I just don't expect it to be easy. Expect there to be challenges. Amen. But God's going to help us through. Number two, expect that sometimes people aren't going to see eye to eye in the house of God. Say, well, that's that's not right. Well, but it's it's going to happen. Just like trouble. People trouble is going to happen, happen too. Don't be shocked. Don't, don't panic. Don't act like it's the end of the world because... You know, sometimes we just got to work some things out. Endeavor to keep the unity. That's what it says. Number three, and my last point is, sometimes we need to expect that we're going to have to get back on track. Listen, adjustments are a necessity in a child of God's life. That's why we come to church and we don't play games. We don't go through the motions. We come and we say, God, I want you to help me. And, and sometimes we come in and say, you know what? I felt like I was doing really good. And then when I got done and hearing that preaching, my prayer life has not been what it ought to be. Or, or maybe I need to get excited about the Word of God again. Or, or maybe I've just been getting cold on, on, on prayer and worship. Or maybe my, my boldness and my zeal for souls and for winning people is 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 lacking and, and and lord i know better and i need to get back on track maybe it's sometimes you know my i've been letting my temper get a little bit the best of me are you hearing me sometimes maybe it's just come some flesh that that you know i've been justifying for a while and we come as oh i hear you god 
I need to get that back under subjection. What we need in place sometimes is is the ability to recognize some road signs. I, I've talked to people. I've preached about this. I've I've talked to people about it uh, in person many times. Just realizing sometimes we have tendencies to drift a little bit. We need to catch it as quick as we can. Hey, when I start acting like that, a, a, a light ought to come on. Hey, you know what? I need to pray more. When I start talking like that and I start feeling like that, oh, I'm, I, I recognize that. My flesh is getting too strong in me. Amen? I didn't realize till recently I read something about uh, a military practice um, that's similar to that. That not only when, when, when some of the soldiers and special forces actually are, are going into an area and they have a mission... They also have something called backstops, which is, okay, here's where we need to be at a certain time, but maybe it's the timing of it, or maybe it's the terrain, and they're saying, you know what, if we see this, we went too far. If we cross this part of the, 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 the area, then, then we know we got to get back. They know they've got some things already in place. Say, hey, if we see this, or we're not here by a certain time, we, we're... We've got to readjust some things. We either need to hurry up or, uh, or, or we need to get back on track. But we've already got two or three different ideas. Hey, here's where it might be easy to get off track of our mission. So here's what we're going to do to put in place to see that we're off track and we can adjust and get back. And, you know, that's the way it is as a Christian sometimes. Sometimes we've got to recognize some things. Hey, that's the old me popping up. That's my weakness. That's my struggle. That's my flesh. And I see that. And, and that's, that's, a, that's a key to say, I need to adjust some things. I need to get back on track. I need to... Don't let things get out of hand too quickly. We all need to make adjustments sometimes. We all need to be aware of times we can drift off course a little bit. Times we can kind of get... Uh, we talk about Jacob a lot about this, you know. He he was he had his problems for sure. God had his hand on him and, and and one day Jacob calls his family together and says, "We we need to get all the idols out of this household and bury them somewhere and rededicate our lives to God." We don't even know where those idols came from. We don't know how he picked them up, but somewhere along the line he had a backstop and he said, "You know what?" I see this stuff around. That's not ours. That, we shouldn't have that in this house. We need to get rid of that. We drifted off a little bit. We allowed some things we shouldn't have allowed. Now we need to get back on track and just get our focus back on God. We, we all need that sometimes. We all need to look at our lives and recognize, you know. And sometimes it's difficult. And like I said, I, I want to start bringing this to a close. Maybe, maybe Lord willing, next week talk about it. But I'll tell you what happens. When we get weak, our flesh, our emotions start to start to be in more control in the Spirit of God, like we used to be, right? This flesh, and, and because we're weak, maybe we've been feeding the flesh a little bit more than we've been feeding the Spirit. It's so much easier to just be led by the wrong kind of emotions and um, start misbehaving rather than having faith and rising above all that.
expect. Expect problems. It's going to happen. You're going to, it's not always going to be easy. These last days, the Bible says it's, there's going to be some endurance that's going to have to happen. Expect. It's not, it's, you know, unity is something we've got to work towards. We've got to work on it. Uh, there's going to be challenges in church. Sure there is. We'll be all right. We're going to be all right. And expect to make adjustments. Expect to look at yourself. You don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to tell yourself just how, how you should have known better. You just start to keep adjusting. Keep, keep making it right. Keep getting back on track. And keep pressing on and learn to, learn to notice those signs, those backstops, those, those warning signs that say, hey, 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 get back on track. Expect that. Because God's going to help you learn and grow, but you can't do it careless. You can't be reckless. You've got to keep, keep watching yourself. And thank God for the Word of God, the Spirit of God that will help you say, hey, time to get back on track. Time to get right back where you know you need to be. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. I know we, we want to somehow get to this place of faith where everything's just so easy. Isn't that the way it should be? No, no. It's, it's not always easy. It's not always easy. Trials, tests, battles. It's the reality of it. The exciting thing is, is God's God's got victory. God's got victory for His people that will keep their eyes on Him. God's going to help you endure. God's going to help you face the battle and win. God's going to help you see the, the struggle with people and recognize that more important to have unity and revival than to get tied up in petty differences that aren't going to mean anything in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. And recognizing, recognizing that we're all going to need Hey, find yourself off track and Tonight's a good night to just go ahead and get back on track. To be able to say, okay, God, today I, I want to be focused on you. Just to be reoriented in, in your love and in your will. God, I want your will to be done in my life. Come on, let's find a place to pray.
help us every step of the way. Don't don't be shocked. to the next, but God's faithful. God's faithful. He's going to help you through it. Don't panic. Don't lose hope. God's going to help you. Just stay focused. Stay focused on Him. Stay faithful to the end. Because they that endure to the end, they are the ones that will be saved. God's going to have a people and He'll give you everything you need to be a part of that that end time victory victory in Jesus hallelujah let's all stand God thank you for your presence here tonight thank you for helping us God and for God to give us your strength Lord we know it's not always easy but Lord be our strength be our help guide us in wisdom use us for your glory we love you Lord Bless your people now, I pray, God. Keep us safe as we travel. Lord, use us. Shine your light through us. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.